What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Films. Lucas here with you. Tyler here as well. Tyler, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening? That we're recording. We're recording on Wednesday. This will come tomorrow. He's back. He wasn't here last week. I wasn't here last week. I would I uh I texted the boys and I said, you know, I got something nasty coming on. And at the time, it was just a super runny nose and a little bit of cough just because of, you know, bodily functions. <laughs> Turns out it was COVID. Got it got him good. It got him good. Got him good. And uh I was down and out for probably a day or two. Mm-hmm. And then just like that, I was back on my feet again. And the best way I can describe it, it was like a sinus infection. Like there was no achiness, no high fever, nothing like that. Just super, super congested that like anytime you drank water, you felt like you were going to drown. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Right? Like, because you're like, you can't breathe out of your nose. You're like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> but. We kicked that to the curb. Heck yeah. Back. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and man, oh man, was it nice to just sit down for the weekend just to watch football? Oh, right? like, so nice. It feels like for the longest time, right? We've had the holidays back in December and all that kind of stuff. It's been a while, or I guess really I should put it this way. When Vikings football is on, that's that's what we can only watch, right? right? Just Because that's our market. But now that it's playoff time, you get to see like everyone play, and, and it's not the best just thing the, the I mean, not just America's game, right? That's on after the Vikings or whatever. Right. You, know, you get Sunday Night Football, yeah, whatever. It's like I could buy a League Pass, but I'm going to watch my hometown team first, and then I'm going to just go watch all not not just the highlights, but I'm going to go back and watch. Right, and pay a from, fee from the other games. Right, I'll pay a fee for League Pass, or I just watch my team for free. And then the game of the week for free. And then Sunday night football for free, right? Plus Thursday night and Monday night football for free. And then for the other free. ones you catch up on social media with anyways. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and don't get me wrong. We do more research than just social media. But yes. <laughs> while you're watching the other games, I should say, you stay up to date. Or while you're watching the, the free game, if you will. You you can you can stay caught up thanks to social media and then go back and do your own homework later. So, anyways, go. But yeah, hey, for this Wednesday night, I'm doing great. We had a great round of football this past week. Yes, we did. And now teams are you know those that are not in the playoffs are starting to make moves and stuff. Personally, for me, this is great because mock drafts start coming out for the upcoming yes. draft in April, like all the way out in April. We got we got three months yet. And let me tell you, I've already done a couple myself, right? I've done, I've watched highlights and and scouting tapes, all this kind of stuff on prospects. So it's a little foreshadowing for way down the road, but it's just a good time to be a football fan, right? Like it's still, it's, it's great. The season's coming to an end, but it's still great. It's the best football being played. Exactly. I don't have to watch the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence throw for the lowest touchdown percentage in the league in rookie QB history. Just yeah. abysmal. Yeah, Jets fans, it's okay. You can be honest. You enjoy football now. You can be <laughs> honest. You you can you you can say that to yourself and feel okay. I mean, let's be real. As Vikings fans, we don't have to sit through pain and misery every Sunday of waiting to see how how bad the Vikings will blow a game 
Uh, now you can just watch other teams blow games or just get absolutely stomped if, if it was this past weekend. So, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, no, no. Uh, we'll get to those games in a little bit, but I want to start this episode. Like you said, teams that aren't in the playoffs starting to make some moves. I want to play a game of head coach carousel. Yes, sir. A quarter of the league currently has head coaching openings openings uh, to be filled. The Raiders, the Texans, Jaguars, Broncos, Vikings, Bears, Dolphins, Giants. And I want to hear who you think should fill each position. We'll go back and forth. We'll play a little game out of it. We'll, oh, yes. we'll, we'll see who we want to fill each, each shoes. And these aren't predictions, right? These are just things that we see as football fans, as football semi-analysts, I'll say, because it's not our full-time job, but we like to do it in our free time. Uh, and these are just fits that we think would be great. You know, not saying we're the, we're the best GMs in the world, but some of our favorite candidates for each position. So let's start uh, with the most recent opening, and I'm still not sure how much of an opening this one is. That's a Las Vegas Raiders. Mayock is out. So I don't know what that means for Rich Bisakia. I, I got no clue if that means he's to the curb for sure. But for me, I still, this man did so much for this Raiders team this year that I don't know how you don't give him at least one more season, right? With the new regime kind of coming in there. Maybe they're just like, you know what? We're going to cut it. We're going to start fighting. They made the playoffs this year. This team wasn't supposed to make the playoffs this year. Not with the Chiefs, the Chargers. And you know what? People... We're, we're decently high on the Broncos going into the season, right? And they go, whoa, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, you got all those weapons, and they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, who was supposed to make that team better than they were. Raiders had no business being in the playoffs yet. Gruden gets canned. Pisaki has them going, what? Do we say seven and three? Seven and five. Seven and five. Wow, well, I'm really bad at math. Seven and five. They had no business going seven and five the rest of the season and making the playoffs how well they played on the perimeter. Max Crosby played out of his mind this year. Uh, I think, I think Basakia has something going there. And I don't know if, if now is the time to shift that up though. I don't know. I don't, maybe you, I, I want to hear your pick before we, before I discuss the other new piece of news that came out, but who do you like going see, to Vegas? See, I should that job be open actually. See, I, I, I really, really, really wish I could just come in with Vegas and just drop a, you know, a heater of a take. But I think it's rich as well. Like this team went through hell and back. Your coach gets canned for just being an awful human being. <laughs> you have a player on your team that gets caught uh, drinking while under the influence actually kills somebody too in a car accident and your on best top receiver, of this arguably your right. best receiver that and we thought top, at the time right. right and on top of all of this your entire offensive line has just gotten injured you're having weapons drop left and right and your defense is picking up injuries left and right as well this team had no business being in the playoffs zero zero it was it was honestly a miracle that they were in the situation to play a win in your in game week eighteen against the Chargers. 
And all they had to do was tie or win. <laughs> and they did. And they did. So um, my, my pick is also rich. And I think the, all the other explanation that I have, do you remember a coach for the San Francisco 49ers by the name of Jim Tomsula? Tom Sula. Tom, Su- Tom Sula sounds more familiar. Uh, I can't picture him or give you any information on him off the top of my head, but keep going. So he was the coach that took over after Jim Harbaugh got canned in 2014. Yes. You know what? I do remember that now. It was a one year thing, right? And it was. I'm trying to bring myself back to like 2014. It's a long but time if ago. I can remember anything, the players loved Tom Sula, right? They loved him. They, the, you know, upper management brought him in as a coach. They went five and 11 and came to him after that season. So if Rich is okay with coming in with the terms of, we're going to go on a year by year basis. If you're not cutting it after this year, we're going to let you go but you have another chance to prove it again. So with that in mind and everything that happened this year, why waste your energy going and getting someone else when you have your answer right in front of you? I just, I don't know how you can look at that team and say, we're supposed to make the play. <laughs> like, like I, like I know the organization says that, but like, I think Rich had such a key and uh, had, had such a key in the turning point. The reason why I think we're both kind of like, ah, I wish we could come in with a heater here. It's the fact that Jim Harbaugh said he'd take the position if Vegas offered it to him. Yeah. You just told me that as we came on and I hadn't even seen it yet. So per, per the athletic, let me so, get the source out there per the athletic. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think if you're Vegas, don't waste your time and energy. Rich is your guy. He's poured his heart and soul out to get that team to where they are, where, where they got this season, I should say, um, as they've been eliminated from the playoffs. But again, and, and shoot, they played Cincy to the wire. Mm-hmm. They literally, honestly, literally to honestly, the wire. If, if there was, you know, a decent refereeing crew, that game, that game goes to overtime. I think it does. I think it's totally real. I look, I'm with you. I think you and I are on the same page. If you're Vegas, keep rich for another year. You'll get another pool of coaches for next year and more coaches will get canned. And maybe there'll be a a Brian Flores of next year who it's like, well, duh, we got to go out and get this guy. Um, So we both have Rich Pisacchia staying in Vegas. That would be our choice. Let's go to the Houston Texans. Because they were in the next opening. They can David Cully uh, over the weekend. <clears throat> Tyler, who uh, who do you like to fill the Houston Texans job? It's not it's not an attractive job, but it's really not. The only the <laughs> only bright spot of that job is Sean Watson, and he's not all that much of a bright spot right now, for being perfectly honest. Well, no, I mean, because Watson is being very, very picky about where he wants to go. Right. And he, but he, he's not been picky about saying I want out. So that is true. I think Houston needs to move on from Watson this off season. Um, I, you know, I don't want to bring this up, but again, the, 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 uh, the reality of his legal situation. Yep. Um, 
I don't, I don't want to say this, but I feel like I should say it. Deal him before, you know, get ahead of everything. Get it, get, get that out of the way. Right. Those are problems you don't want. You don't want those problems, right? Like not, not maybe not the right context of how we culturally use that, but like, you don't want those problems. You just don't. (laughs) Right. And, and in terms of selling him at the highest price possible, this off season is the time to do it. Yes. Right before this draft. I think you have to. For what the Texans need to, this draft is gold. Honestly, they need it. They need as much capital as they can get. What I mean, if you can get what I mean, their asking price has been all over the place. But let's say you grab a couple picks and you grab a couple players as well and a trade for Watson, win, win. I get that you're trading a franchise guy, but start the rebuild. Just start it. Yeah, (laughs) so you, you can't sit in limbo with it anymore. Right. So that in mind, I'm going with the guy um, that's, I you know, is believed to be fairly close with the current GM right now in Houston and Nick Casario. And that's the linebackers coach for the New England Patriots, Jared Mayo. I, he's, a, he's been a kind of a sneaky candidate that nobody's really been talking about. But you see his mm-hmm. name pop up every once in a while and you're like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think it, this is solely just because of the New England uh, connection. Casero used to be in New England. Mayo has been in New England. Get on the same page. Get on this rebuild. And who, for all, who knows? Watson may change his mind if you hire Mayo or one of these other candidates. Who knows? Right? Like, Brian Flores could be a guy. Doubt that he would want that job. But again, right? Like, just just make the best possible choice. Don't make the flashiest. Just make the smart choice here. And to me, that smart choice is Mayo. You brought up the name of the person who I think they should hire. I think they should go get Brian Flores. Oh. Because so, so here's so so that's so th- there's you can't keep playing this middle ground if you're Houston, right? Of playing this waiting game with Watson. You either get ahead, right? You get Mayo in there. And screw it. You deal Watson to Philly for Jalen Hurts and two of their first-round picks. Philly has, what, two top 15, three top 15 picks? They currently have 15, 16, and 19. So they have okay, three top Okay, so right outside of the top 15. I thought they were, I thought they were like 12, 13, and 15. Uh, they were, but other teams well, decided to win. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, but still, you go out and you grab – you go out and grab 15, uh, well, you said 16. You go out and grab those two picks. You get you get two first-round picks in Jalen Hurts and a, a first round that is loaded with defensive talent. That's what I think you should do. But honestly, uh, Deshaun Watson is on the commissioner's exemplist. He's not, not suspended. can still play football. He's choosing to not play football. If you bring in Brian Flores, the guy who he wanted to go to Miami in part of, or in part because in part of Brian Flores being there, you bring Brian Flores in. I like to think you make Deshaun Watson a bit more happy. You say, well, maybe now, now that I got a guy here that I want to play for, mm-hmm. now we can go out and ball out a little bit, right? So I, I also think Brian Flores just kind of brings that grit and grind culture that the oh, yeah. Houston just kind of needs. Right. Um, you know, David Culley, I think, did a good job of, of 
starting to push that team there, right? Because that team with four wins, like, shoot, that's impressive. (laughs) That's impressive for that team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Flores comes in, uh, and you can talk about, you know, his poor start in Miami this year. But what what you can't tell me is that closing out the season seven and one isn't isn't impressive, right? I don't care what their schedule was. If you only have Mm -hmm. one loss over the course of eight weeks, I think you're pretty 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 solid coach right mm-hmm. uh with, with the team that miami has i mean you know you can say they they were better you know they they underperformed but shoot buffalo only had 11 wins this year they're only two wins behind buffalo in that division so i think they should bring in flores i think you you make your watson happy uh you kind of ride watson out and if that's only through this year great then you have brian flores for a rebuild and brian flores isn't the worst guy you could have for a rebuild so that's kind of my my logic there. But I also like the idea of Mayo and just committing to the rebuild and starting over. So let's move on to the Jaguars, right? Urban Meyer was canned uh, late this season, right before the fan, uh, week 13. Uh, no, week 14, excuse me. Um, so their job is now open. Daryl Bevel uh, interviewed for the full-time job. I think that's just kind of a formality. I don't think he actually gets it. Uh, I'll start with my pick. And this is a guy who I really couldn't – I didn't think it was his time to come back to the league yet. I thought with the way his last coaching job ended, I I thought it was just a little too trivial, a little too messy uh, for teams to kind of be gung-ho on. But he's one of the most popular names from what I've been seeing. Uh, and so I originally I originally thought Leftwich would be a great fit here. Uh, played in Jacksonville, right? Done great in Tampa with Brady. Uh, I think I think Bruce Arians said he should be a head coach. Um, and shoot, if Bruce Arians says he should be a head coach, I'm going to trust Bruce Arians' word there. Um, he he he. That man does not beat around the bush. I'll tell you that. Um, but I've had a change of heart, and it's because of two reasons. One, I think if you're Jacksonville, you can't just prioritize filling seats because you also just spent the number one pick on arguably the best QB prospects. It's Andrew Luck, and just had the worst rookie season of a rookie quarterback in some time. I shouldn't say the worst, but in some statistical categories, Trevor Lawrence was really bad. I think they should bring in Doug Peterson. Oh, that's me too. Yes. Yes, sir. Great mind. Yes. Yes. I think Doug Peterson's a big enough name where that's going to create some buzz in Jacksonville. People are going to want to go see how he can turn this franchise. He did it with the Eagles. He made Nick Foles a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz, MVP candidate. What can that man do with Trevor Lawrence? So I look, I think I think that's that's actually more of a dream fit than I really wanted to admit right off the bat. Um, Doug Peterson. I think I think Jacksonville, I think he's your guy. He has head coaching experience too. You can't, I don't think you can go with someone who doesn't have head coaching experience if you're Jacksonville. You you already made that mistake once. Oh, and, and I, I'll add this and that, I mean, you pretty much covered everything. I'll add this one other thing. He brought in the RPO to Philly. That's what made Nick Foles a champion. Guess what Trevor Lawrence ran in college? Oh, he ran a ton of that. RPO. <laughs> he ran a ton of that. Schematics, the, the experience factor, all of it. D- Dougie P is the guy. I get the left witch factor, right? Let's. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna burst the bubble here. Leftwich was not all that great when he was in Jacksonville. 
No, no, I was going to say, I think there's a reason people don't remember that he actually played in Jacksonville the first four years of his career. Exactly. Like, this isn't some superstar that's coming back to the boyhood club that he always played for. No, 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 no. Not Blake Bortles. No. <laughs> like, yes, it's it's nice to see former players coming back to their teams and helping out. I love it. But not 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 like this. <laughs> I I don't. I think Dougie P is the smarter and better hire over Leftwich. But I can't necessarily blame Jacksonville if they go with Leftwich. They have to put butts in seats. It's a business at the end of the day, and they have to put butts in seats. And I think both accomplish that. I think Leftwich accomplish. Here's what I'll say. I think Leftwich accomplishes more butts in seats. I'm going to stop saying that now because I feel like that's just <laughs> really... <laughs> Leftwich is going to fill more seats at the stadium, but I don't think he's going to develop Trevor Lawrence. And so the payoff you get is Doug Peterson. I think he'll still fill quite a few seats and not as maybe not as many as Leftwich, but I think the key to that franchise is developing Trevor Lawrence. And when you develop Trevor Lawrence, you start to fill even more seats. And that's when you'll start to see revenues just absolutely skyrocket in Jacksonville. So I think you get the guy who can accomplish both right now, though it might not be, as much as left, which could for, for uh, nostalgia for the fan, for the Jacksonville fans. But I agree. I, I think Doug Peterson's a guy that they should go after and hire. Let's go on to the Denver Broncos. They, uh, they can Vic Fangio after their week 18 loss to the Kansas city chiefs. I originally had Brian Flores going here for the fact that Denver has a really strong defense so that's like Brian Flores' dream, right? Give me a stud defense and I'll, I'll make your dreams come true. However, I had him going, I have him going to Houston now for Deshaun Watson, right? And that was also part of the Denver thing, right? Like if Denver really gets desperate for a quarterback, they can make a move for Deshaun Watson and, you know, they get more leverage there. I'm going to Nathaniel Hackett here, though, to Denver. Ooh. I've put some thought into it. I think Denver's fine on the defensive side of the ball. They can go out and find a strong defensive coordinator if they really want to. <clears throat> Mike Zimmer. <clears throat> He's sitting there. He is <laughs> sitting there. I serious, Seriously, there are plenty of defensive, co- defensive coach candidates out there that would, that would love to work with Denver's, Denver's D-line, secondary, you name it. Everything about the Denver defense is, is already set. Just takes a coach to scheme it up, right? And that's why Vic Fangio had the team performing really well on defense. Their offense was struggling. I think you bring in Nathaniel Hackett to take care of that aspect, right? He'll hire the staff around to get that offense clicking. If you're Denver, you John Elway isn't going to settle for Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke again. He's going big game hunting this summer. You know he is. So if you bring Hackett from Green Bay, you want to know also you have a shot of bringing from Green Bay? you have a shot of bringing that bad man, Aaron Rodgers over from Green Bay. Now, I mean, that's a whole different conversation of whether we think Rodgers leaves Green Bay or not. But if you have Hackett, you have leverage to get Rodgers. So because that defense is already set, whatever, Hackett can bring in Zimmer, bring in whatever defensive coordinator he wants to, to keep that defense solid and clicking. But he'll help that offense. He will. He'll make it improve. He's worked with Aaron Rodgers. He knows how to make an offense work. <laughs> Better yet, he might be able to bring in Aaron Rodgers. So that's that's where I'm at. If I'm Denver, I'd bring in Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he just interviewed there, actually, I think two days ago. He completed his interview there. So, uh, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett's my pick for Denver. 
I'm riding the bringing in the coach to get the stud quarterback train. You said Hacking and Rodgers. I said Flores and Watson. Flores and Watson, yep. I think I, I wish I had a better explanation than that. But again, Flores with this defense would be awesome. Be a dream come true. Then you get, then you grab, I mean, there, the, the whole reason why Flores didn't work out in Miami, it sounds bad when it says, oh, there was a power struggle in Miami. But the reason behind this power struggle apparently was because Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert over Tua. That QB situation is just a mess. And the power dynamic there over that was just a mess. Right. So Flores, you can you can sympathize with the guy a little bit. He didn't get the guy he wanted. Then he has to coach him as a defensive-minded coach. It doesn't work like that with defensive-minded coaches. Take it from the guys that root for a team that just had a defensive-minded coach for eight years. It just doesn't work like it that. It doesn't work. So that's where my mind goes to Flores to Denver. Go big game hunting for guys like Deshaun Watson, or in your case, hire Hackett, go get Rodgers, right? Heck, Seattle may sell Russell Wilson. Oh, he wants to move on. Russ Russ is going to test his options this summer. Go get Russ. You've got options. Go get him. And I think Flores is, is a step to getting one of those guys. That's why I chose Flores. If you're Denver, that has to be your move because you that, that's been the, that's been your your one like I'm watching this point from the Denver Broncos is are they going to land a quarterback finally? They haven't, <laughs> and they need to this summer because they just signed all these weapons on the outside. They need someone to throw them the football. So yeah, no, I, I I'm behind that as well. That's where I originally originally thought Florida should go, and then the Texans job opened up, and I'm like, well. That seems a little too perfect. So yeah, <laughs> little. Uh, oh, hey, real quick. Yep. As of thirteen minutes ago, from at Vikings, we have completed an interview with Cowboys offensive coordinator Callum Moore for our head oh, coach Lord. position. Oh no! Oh, oh no. no! It's oh no! <laughs> oh, I didn't want to speak it into existence. Okay, I kid you not. This is going to be the perfect transition point to who the Vikings should hire for head coach. I was in the shower. Not Monday him. Morning. I was in the shower <laughs> Monday morning. So after I watched Kellen Moore call the most disgraceful play call in 14 seconds left. I don't know. We, we can talk about that play. Well, actually, we will talk about that play call a little bit uh, later in the podcast. But I thought about it. I was in the shower Monday morning, and I came to the worst realization possible. I was listening to the Bill Sims, Bill Sims podcast, and then he and Cousin Sal were talking about the Cowboys game. And it, and it dawned on me. <laughs> I know what would be the most Minnesota Vikings thing ever to do is to hire the man who just made that play call at the end of the game. So, you know, if I'm being a, a pessimistic realist, my pick would be Kellen Moore for the Vikings. But because I'm optimistic, I'm going to choose to be optimistic and hopeful. Uh, Tyler, you've talked me into this candidate. I didn't think he was all I, – I, I didn't think anything of him. I, I overlooked him. I'll just be plain and simple. I overlooked this candidate. And frankly, I don't want another defensive-minded coach in Minnesota, but everything that you've sent me about this guy has convinced me 
that I want this man to be our team's head coach because I think this is where the Vikings are as a franchise. I want Raheem Morris. I want yes, Raheem sir. Morris in Minnesota. Yes, sir. Comes from comes from that 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 Shanahan McVay kind of mindset, right? Defensive mind, sure, fine, whatever. I think he'll coach our defense better than Zimmer will. I think you do it on one condition, though. I think it can't. You have to come in and say, "I well, they're not going to know this," but you come in and say, "Can't Clint Kubiak." Because that man is what's holding our offense back. And I would love to have an offensive-minded coach come in and fix that. But uh, Raheem Morris, he's my pick for Minnesota. I've been going going back and forth on him, honestly. Everything you sent me has gotten me way too excited about him. (laughs) I think you've talked me into it. I was against him at first. Yeah. Man, it. I think it. I think the reason why it's so hard to s- just fully jump in on Raheem Morris is because we've had our eyes set on Eric Bieniemy for the longest time. See, and and he's the one who I had him at, on my mind before. I, I, I he he's like if, if if it's him or Raheem Morris for me, I think those are my two favorite options. Yeah, here's the thing that I like with Morris. Morris has literally done it all. Literally done it all. Everything. He is obviously defensive coordinator in LA right now, but he was also defensive coordinator with the Falcons under Dan Quinn. Before that, he held a litany of positions in other other teams. He was a quarterback's coach with Washington. He was get this a wide receivers coach in Atlanta. Someone makes sense of that. Right. Yeah. All those. (laughs) So my thing with Morris, he's failed before he's gotten fired before. Now he's tasting success with the Rams. He's been on, he's been, you know, he's been the lows, the lows, highest, the highs. I mean, the highest of highs, obviously, is a championship. We'll debate if the Rams can get there. But when you have guys like Kyle Shanahan, who are 100% backing this guy when they were on the same staff, you could also include Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay in that conversation as well. I forgot about LaFleur. Right. Yeah. Then you have players, and not just any players. You have guys like Jalen Ramsey he's coming out. The, he's coached the best players at their positions, arguably. And <laughs> you've literally had Jalen Ramsey said, this guy deserves it 100%. Deserves it, right? There are not many coaches that deserve head coaching jobs, but Morris is one of those guys. So, I was on the B enemy train for the longest time. And honestly, if the Vikings do end up hiring Eric B enemy, Oh, I'll throw I'm my hands up in praise. Right. I'll, I'll not throw my hands up in praise. All. We did something good. <laughs> but it, I think I would be much more satisfied if we brought in Raheem Morris. I think I would be thrilled if we brought in Eric B enemy. I would be ecstatic 
if we brought in Raheem Morris. I think that's where I'm at. I love them both. I think I like the potential of Raheem Morris bringing new excitement to this franchise that needs new excitement. Needs it. We're close. Seriously, we've had the pieces for three years now. We even replaced our best piece with an arguably better piece. We got rid of Diggs and we got a top two wide receiver now, and Justin Jefferson. I, I think you keep Kirk through his contract. Nobody's going to want to trade for a forty million dollar contract. Carolina Panthers will, but what are they going to give us in return? Christian McCaffrey stacked down with Christian McCaffrey. Anyways, yeah, I, I will take it. <laughs> Madison, see you bye. So bye. <laughs> so we both have Raheem Morris to the Vikings. Uh, let's cruise through these last three Chicago Bears. Uh, who do you have for the Chicago Bears? I and have this Todd. Is this is what I'm stumped on. I don't know what to do with this one because I think there are a ton of people I could fit, mm-hmm. but there's not. Kellen Moore was my original pick, and then he made that boneheaded call on Sunday. I'm like, I can't overlook this anymore, right? Like yep. I was, I was willing to overlook a few of his other blunders, but I, after Sunday, I, I, I don't think he gets a head coaching job. Well, he might get one with the Vikings. Let's be real, but. Uh, <laughs> Keep it in perspective. <laughs> uh, you start saying you're your your candidate, but I Todd Bowles. I, I like that pick, honestly. I've been see, trying to fit him in somewhere, and I just haven't been able to. See, I think Bowles in Chicago would be awesome. Because you look at Tampa's defense right now. It's driven by the middle. You, and you get and you look at Chicago's defense too. Roquan Smith. <laughs> very, very similar. Heck, I mean, you're trading out Shaq Barrett for Khalil Mack. Oof. You're trading out Jason Pierre-Paul for Robert Quinn. Oof. You're trading out Indomitian Sue for Akeem Hicks. Oof. And you've got a young and growing secondary. Such a tough life if you were to make that transition. See, I, I, to me, Todd Bowles makes the most sense with the Bears. And I think Bowles is, I mean, been in, or being with Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, he knows what he needs. And especially when he was in New York with the Jets and with what he had, he knows exactly what he needs now. Yeah. I think Chicago is a great place for Todd Bowles. You might have just talked me into switching my pick because I've been trying to fit Todd Bowles and so he, he his this is I think this is his last window. Right, his last year of his window before he becomes irrelevant. I think if he doesn't get a job this year, I, I don't think he will for the next, you know, what, whatever three years is typically everybody's window three on, three off. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that fit. And I think if my pick for head coach doesn't get the job, it wouldn't surprise me if he becomes the offensive coordinator for this team. My pick is Jim Caldwell oh. for head coach. If you're the Bears, you gotta quit striking out on first round quarterbacks that you traded up for. You gotta you gotta cut that out. You can't have any more of that. So my I my, this defense is great, right? You can you can keep house there. They they were great this year. They'll they'll only get better. You just gotta beef up that the cornerbacks a little bit and shoot, you can do that through free agency in the draft. You gotta get someone who can get Justin Fields going, who'll get this offense going. Right, you got to get someone who's not Matt Nagy and calls eighty-five of his plays in the flats. Right, if it's in the flats, go ahead, run it. I think Jim Caldwell deserves a second chance. He succeeded in the NFL before. Right, went nine and seven with the Lions, and you know 
because it's Matthew Stafford. He got canned, right? So I like Jim Caldwell there. I think he he helps uh, expand that offense a little bit, uh, get it clicking. But you know what? I think I like Todd 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 Bowles there too. I, I if I think that'd be a home run hire for Chicago if they if they get Todd Bowles there. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins job opened up because well Brian Flores was canned and now we have him on either the Texans or the Broncos, but they need a head coach. And my pick is based entirely on the fact that this organization is dedicated to Tua. And I don't know if that's just because it's been in the news so much uh, or if like they are actually just like that gung-ho about being behind Tua and it's like almost just kind of obnoxious and silly. I think you need a guy who knows Tua. You need a guy who's coached Tua. You need a guy who's developed quarterbacks in the league before. And there's only one guy by that criteria that isn't in college football and is currently in the NFL and who also just developed another high-level top – this is the question I'm going to ask later – another top-tier quarterback. I want Brian Dable in Miami. Mm-hmm. I want Brian Dable with Tua. Coached him at Bama, advocated for him at Bama. He wanted to get Tua in earlier in that season of the national championship run, even earlier in the, nat- in the national championship. If the Dolphins are going to hitch their wagon to Tua, they need a head coach that's going to hitch their wagon to Tua. And Brian Dable is the guy to do that. He knows Tua. He's made Josh Allen a debatable top three quarterback in the league. Debatable. I said debatable. I said debatable. Oh, oh no, no. I was saying it really shouldn't be that debatable that he's a top three quarterback. But I have met four, but again, debatable. Oh. <laughs> debatable. Debatable. Maybe. Brian Dable. I think you go out, honestly, if you have to break the bank for that guy, get Brian Dave. He knows Tua. If you're going to hitch your wagon to Tua, you need Tua to succeed. Brian Dave. Brian Dave. Brian Dave. You may have talked me into Dable to Miami, but just for my argument's sake with Dable later. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I said Kellen Moore to the Dolphins. Oh, baby. Even after Sunday's blunder. Even after Sunday's blunder. All right. Give give, give your reasoning to me. Give your reasoning to me. You know who started out as the quarterback's coach when Dak started in the Uh, the league? That was Kellen Moore. It was Kellen Moore. So if we're talking... QB whispers and stuff. Kellen Moore's name is up there for sure. Can get behind that. Yep. I think Kellen Moore suffered a little bit from just ha- from having. I shouldn't say it too much talent, but the pressure of having too much talent and spreading the ball around and getting everyone, you know, the stats that they want. I think he cracked a little bit under that. I think if he goes to Miami, he doesn't have that anymore. You got Tua. And you got Jalen Waddle. And you've got Mike Gusecki and Devontae Parker if they decide to sure. keep those guys, right? Like, sure. <laughs> they've got weapons, but the, the amount of pressure is far less in Miami than it was in Dallas. So, just from that standpoint, of you have complete control of the offense, you already have a quarterback. And, and let's be honest, 
Kel Moore was a lefty. Tua Tagovailoa is a lefty. That's also a good point. Both were fairly mobile quarterbacks. Maybe the systems don't line up, but I also think Kellamore has a bit more intelligence that was not properly showed on a QB draw <laughs> with 14 seconds left. I also wonder how much of that is also on Dak too, though, right? Like Dak just he slide, slide three yards earlier and you're fine. Exactly. So, so I think we, I think, I think Kellen Moore is getting a little bit too bad of a rap, even though I do think it was kind of a like, too risky play call for what the situation probably called for. Yes, absolutely. So again, Dable or Kellen Moore, I think those are the two guys that should only be strongly considered for the job. I know it came out today that the Dolphins interviewed the 49ers offensive coordinator. I was just about to bring up Mike McDaniel. I was just and about to bring I, him up. I think that's another great one too. I think it is too. But I think for the purpose of you need some guy that can not necessarily rebuild a culture, but maybe reshape a culture a little bit. Yep. I'm with you. I think more just being around other head coaches that I don't know, give a little more uh, freedom in expressing what their offense is like McCarthy and Jason Garrett or Brian Dable. Either one of those guys, I think, are great. Mike McDaniel's also a great guy, but just for the sake of this episode, I think our, our two guys should really be one and two. I'm with you. It's it's because we said it. They need to be one. Yeah, and two. Exactly. <laughs> we exactly. Said it. Last position that's open: New York Football Giants. Big city, bright lights. Franchise has seen success. They've knocked Tom Brady out of the Super Bowl twice. Get Saquon Barkley, one of the best running back prospects we've seen in ages. They suck. So who should they hire? Ooh. Give me a second because I had another name come up. Ooh. That hasn't necessarily been uh, claimed to a team yet. I kind of foreshadowed that Brian Dayball would be an option for the Giants if you want to go with the absolute just culture rebuild shift, right? If they're hitching their wagon to Daniel Jones, which it seems like they are, you need to get someone in there who can develop Daniel Jones. Brian Dayball can do that. But there's also another offensive genius that should deserve a head coaching job. So maybe I, I'll go with this. You know what? In the shocker of the world, Brian Dayball gets hired. Just not to me, based off of just everyone else that I've listed. And this stuff. Just kidding. Brian Dayball stays in Buffalo, based off of what I have written down in front of me. I I also think that's I more more likely than people are making it out to be. I, I think he could totally stay in Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, actually. Eric B. Enemy to the Giants. Ooh, I haven't heard or seen that, but I kind of like it. And the sole reason is because you already have a player by, you know, 
I'm not going to give away the name, but I'll describe some of the attributes and the accolades that he has. Generational talent. Highest drafted running back since 1900s at least. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. Been a while. State, you have Saquon Barkley in your backfield. You do. You you need to you need to make that man work. Guess who is a running back guru? Well, the guy who probably made Kareem Hunt a uh, top five running back in fantasy. The guy football. that made Adrian Peterson one of the greatest yes. running backs in the yes. league. Let me uh yeah, let me let me overlook that really quick. <laughs> Eric the enemy would yeah. be a great, great get for the Giants. And what bodes really, really well is that the Chiefs, what is it? Assistant director of per- player personnel or something like that already has a second interview lined up with the Giants. That's true. Oh, that's true. I don't even Are think the- of, oh, baby. Are the Giants pushing all the chips in on Eric Bieniemy? I mean, oh, oh, oh. I, I, we won't say oh, anything, oh. but <laughs> it does make a whole lot of sense if you get the Chiefs Chiefs connection in New York. So Eric Bieniemy, which leaves Raheem Morris to Minnesota, we can close that book. <laughs> we can close it up. <laughs> but Bieniemy to the Giants would be awesome. You want to know who I think would be awesome for the New York football giants and literally nobody in the history of this world agrees with me. And I don't understand why I'm, I'm pretty sure I agree with you too, but hit me with it. Jim freaking Harbaugh. He was my number two there people. So, so look, I don't, I don't actually think he leaves Michigan. Okay. Like I know there now we, I literally an hour before we came on the podcast, there's rumors that, Oh yeah, if, if if Oakland offered or not Oakland, Vegas offers him the coaching job, he'll take the Vegas job. I don't know how how much weight there is to that. Well, Giants offer this man twenty million a year. I'll break the bank. I don't know the average salary of an NFL head coach because I don't care. I just want them to be good. Break the bank for Harbaugh because you want to know why Harbaugh is the definition of culture changing. Mm-hmm. And every single person who has told me I am stupid for this opinion has said, "You want to know what he can't do." win the big game and you want to know where the giants are going to be in three years. I'm going to tell you where they aren't going to be probably not the super bowl. Cause that team isn't talented enough to make it to the super bowl, <laughs> but I'll tell you what Harbaugh can do. He can lay the ground for success. He can make Saquon Barkley shoot better than a top 20 running back. He can make him a top 10 running back again. He could probably sure. Daniel Jones, comes out of Duke. He's still playing college football. Let's be real. He's not a professional quarterback. He's just still seeing the field like it's college football. Jim Harbaugh will make that change. He did it with like Colin Kaepernick wasn't the best quarterback that he could have worked with in San Francisco, but still he did it with Colin Kaepernick. He got the Niners to a Super Bowl there. Jim Harbaugh is going to come in and change the culture of that team. And that team needs a culture change. If you're going to sit here and base Jim Harbaugh's entire career on seven football games, you're a casual. You're a square. I don't care who you – I don't care. <laughs> he can't win the big game. He didn't win the Super Bowl. You don't know how many teams make it to the Super Bowl every year? Two. Only two 
professional football teams make it to the Super Bowl every single year. Jim Harbaugh got his team to the Super Bowl. Do you know how many other franchises would kill for that? 31. 31 other NFL franchises would kill for that. Jim Harbaugh is going to change that culture. He's going to make that football team a better team. I don't care if the lights are too bright. I don't care if he doesn't want to leave Michigan. If you're the Giants, he should be your number one candidate you go pursue because you need a culture change. This team went from winning a Super Bowl. Shoot, when did they beat Tom Brady the last time? It was when, uh, who, uh, who's his face one. was still coach? Um, Coughlin. Coughlin, thank you. I can only think of, uh, not John Coughlin, um, Tom Coughlin, excuse me. This team is used to success. You need a guy who's going to bring success, and Harbaugh can breed success. The big game doesn't always mean success because you want to know what? John Harbaugh gets to those games. He might not win them all, but he elevates teams to that level. That you can't deny. My, my rant on Jim Harbaugh is now over. Thank you for listening. I am very passionate about that because I have gotten bashed for that on TikTok, and I don't have the energy to debate every single person in the comments about it. This needs to be clipped and posted on the interwebs. <laughs> Clip it. That was the best argument I've heard for Harbaugh out of anybody. I, it, it's not hard. If, if you're seriously, the big thing people have said, he doesn't win the big games. He hasn't won the big game until this year. You know what? Sometimes you just run into superior programs. Ohio State has been the superior program for ages. I don't expect I don't expect Jim Harbaugh to win all those games. You know what I do expect him to do is get his team to those games and give them a chance in those games. And you know what he did this year? He gave his team a chance in that game and they won. Mm-hmm. They didn't beat Georgia, but Georgia's the best team in the country. They were the superior football program this year, right? I oh, Jim Harbaugh has to be the most disrespected coach in the history of coaches. Now my rant's over. I got really heated about that. But all right, we spent a ton of time on that. Uh, that's right. I, we had a little bit of fun, and shoot, we need some content to to cover anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. that was our head coach carousel. Uh, let's wrap out the podcast with a little bit of wildcard weekend recap on how that's going to impact divisional round games this weekend. Uh, we've already kind of touched on a lot of these games, so I don't really don't think there's much to say here. Bengals. We'll just start from the first to late on Saturday um, and um, how, how the games all went, and we'll get into the division around then. So, wildcard recap, Bengals beat the Raiders 26-19 again. The fact that the Raiders stayed in this football game, I think, kind of surprised all of us. I think we expected the Bengals. Well, I don't know. Cameron and I expected the Bengals to stay hot and kind of roll the Raiders, but the Raiders kept themselves in it. So, um, the Bengals move on. Raiders, you know what? Heck of a season. I think the, the big question is, where do you go from here? Tyler and I think it's Rich Bisakia, though it could be Jim Harbaugh, which, frankly, I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world either. So uh, any other notes you had from that game that you wanted to bring up? No, I guess. The refs, but I feel like that's just a story everywhere. And you know what? I'm tired of hearing that narrative. Yeah. That Boger wasn't great. He's not coaching the, or not ref, refereeing in the playoffs anymore. Issue solved. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like the the Bengals' offense stalled a little bit in the second half, but so did the Raiders' offense. So it's not like it was, you know. Justin's made by both teams. Right. So I think think we can say the better team won that day, 
it was just a very weird way that it happened. I 100% agree uh, with that entirely. And I'll tell you what, the better team definitely won this next game too, because the bills absolutely rolled the Patriots 47 to 17. Look, I don't know how much I need to say. Josh Allen is freaking incredible. That man is. I look, and I asked a question earlier, right? Josh Allen, is he top three now? I think he, like, I'd argue for the fact that he is, but I don't have him there. I have Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady in that order. Um, I think you can make the argument for Allen ahead of Brady. Maybe that's just because I'm a Brady fan, and so I can't quite knock him out of the top three. <laughs> But Brady's in the argument for MVP this year. That's why I can't knock him out of the top three just yet. So mm-hmm. I think we can say Josh Allen is in that conversation. He, he belongs in that top tier now. It's it's Mahomes, it's Rodgers, it's Brady, it's Allen next year. That I think is what we can say for sure. So, yep. yeah, Bills rolled the Patriots. They move on. Uh, Bucks, man, this game was not as close as the score made it seem. 31-15. The Bucks stomp the Eagles. Let me ask you this. Is Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback for Philadelphia next year? After that game, and after the stat I saw today that he had the most time in the pocket per drop back this season, he still can't find the wide open receivers. No, I, yikes. I, you can't judge him off of one year of play, especially with a rookie head coach. The fact that this team made it to the playoffs is an absolute joke. I'll say it. It's an absolute joke that Philly it's a travesty. Made it. it really is. They only beat one team over 500, and that team should have also finished under 500. They, they, <laughs> let's be honest, that spot should have been Minnesota. Uh, it should have been Minnesota. It should have been, there was at least two other teams, uh, the Saints, Seattle, Saints Bucks first round. Heck yeah. Give me that all day. Yeah. So there's about three teams that I think should have probably been in there over Philadelphia. So I think, I think everyone is looking at him through the lens of, well, they made it to the playoffs. So he's a playoff quarterback. No, 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 no. Let's see him next year. Let's see him the year after a miserable playoff performance. Let's see if he improves in the passing game which I think he can. Oh, I think he can too. I think it's just a matter of if Sirianni can just get his head out of where it shouldn't be yeah, and actually just design some plays for Hurts to get the ball out of his hand. Is Sirianni the play caller in that offense? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that makes it worse. I I was ready to blame Steichen for everything. I I mean, he, he got the run game going for the offense. I'll give him credit for that. But I don't know if it's a change that in like passing game advisor coordinator role or whatever make it easier for Hertz. Yeah. Make it work. If it's for RPO, him. if it's RPOs, RPO it, right? If it's if it's play action, do it. You've got an elite weapon in Devontae Smith, who I guarantee you will not hit a sophomore slump next year. No, oh, he's only gonna go up. He should have been a thousand yard receiver this year. Exactly. So give Hertz the chance to actually use his weapons, not just Goddard over the middle, not just Devontae Smith on a crosser. Get like give the give him a chance. Give him one more season and then we can go from there. 
But as long as he's there, that run game is still going to be a threat for Philly because you have to respect the, the, the halfback and you have to respect Hurts. Yeah. I agree. I think he still will be the quarterback because I think the Eagles are going to be too chicken to pull the trigger on anybody. They have the draft capital too. I don't know if anybody actually wants to go to Philadelphia though to play. I think that's the other thing. So, well, in, in, uh, oh, who's the GM? Um, Roseman, Roseman, right? Sounds right. Ooh, excuse me. He's already committed to Hertz as the starter for next year. Well, Jalen Hurts is starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles next year. Uh, uh, Bucks, look, they're they're a good football team. I don't think we need to say anything more there. Uh, 49ers beat the Cowboys 23-17. I was super scared of this game because the public was like 80. So I, I heard this on the Ryan Rizzo podcast. 81% of the public money was on San Francisco. I think that ended what? up swaying. I think that ended up swaying more towards Cowboys. This was like... This was like Thursday before the game. Uh, Thursday? I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Uh, 81% of the money was on the Niners. So he's like, well, that isn't a good sign. And I think we did start to see more of an adjustment back to the Cowboys. So I stuck with the Niners. Niners pull it out. Can Jimmy G get this team to a Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I agree. No, I think, I think, I, I guess, I guess if they're going a different, I mean, because the defense can fly. Yep. They can compete with anybody, but they just, I see, I, I, I don't want to bet against Kyle Shanahan. That's the other thing. I just think when it comes down to the playoffs, you need a, um, you need elite or pretty good, Gosh darn good quarterback play. Do you need a guy who can go mano a mano with the other QB? Rodgers, Brady. I'm not ready to throw Stafford into that yet. Not but yet. he made a case. He made a case. Mahomes, Allen. Right? Like you need those kind of quarterbacks. You need a you you need a guy who, if it comes down to a shootout, he can win you a shootout. Jimmy G can't win you a shootout. And let's remind the people, last time that the Niners went to the Super Bowl, that wasn't because of Garoppolo. Oh, Lord, no. It's because of Raheem Mostert in that defense. Yeah, that was because the Niners defense could just send a four-man rush with DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, and get to the quarterback. And then on offense, Raheem Mostert could just run a zone run, run, and – Take it to the house. That's all that happened. And they just obliterated people because of it. So look, I think I think the Niners great got out of the first round. We'll talk about their their uh second round matchup with the Packers here in a little bit. Chiefs rolled the Steelers 42-21. That game was close for the first quarter, and then it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to say much here. Big Ben, it's been uh nice having you in the league. We appreciate all the years that you've given us of relevant and fun football, but this year has uh, proven to everybody that it's probably time for you to actually hang it up. And should those rumors be true, we appreciate your service to uh, all of our enjoyment. So I don't think we really need to say much else there. Unless if you have a note that you're dying to share other than, Hey, you know what? The better team won. So (laughs) no, I think this is what everyone expected. This is exactly. I think I'm honestly, I'm surprised 21 was put up by the, by the Steelers, but 
mm-hmm. suppose they were down by so much they needed to throw the ball around a little bit. Uh, and then this was just ugly. This was, I'm so sad. This was the Monday night game that we got to end wild card weekend with. This was just it irrita- it honestly irritates me that we had when, to watch the Cardinals again. This game was not as close as 34 to 11. This game was like 50 to probably 10. That's when, how this game felt, and it was oh, it was painful to have to experience. When when Dwayne the Rock Johnson has to has to, has to hit the bottle. <laughs> He has to take a poll of his tequila while on the Manning On national cast. television with the Mannings. You know it's bad. You know it was bad. Oh, I I don't know who to blame more. I think I blame King, Kif, Cliff Kingsbury the most. That was a team that was just not prepared for that game. No, and I think that's kind of been Cliff Kingsbury his entire NFL tenure so far. Just underprepared underutilization of talent. That's a shame. It's a shame. Because the Cardinals were really good this year. And then they just tail slid the uh, last seven games of the season. So that brings us to the divisional round. One seeds are off of the bye. Let's just make picks. I don't think we need to look into this too much. We can kind of share why we made our picks based on uh, based on uh, why we made our picks when we make our picks. But start with the first game of the weekend, Bengals at the Titans. Tyler, who are you taking in this game? I'm taking the Titans in this game. Yep. And my reasoning is this. When you have such a high-flying, high-speed offense in Cincinnati, how do you counter that? If you're the Tennessee offense, oh, you just run the crap out of the ball with Derrick Henry. You just make sure they can't get on the football field. And what does Tennessee do every other game that they play in? I'll tell you what they hand. They turn around and just wait for someone to take the ball out of Ryan Tannehill's hands. It doesn't matter who it is, but someone has to. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. I think this is going to be a very, very high scoring game. I agree. I agree. I was going to say that if you didn't. And I think I think Tennessee just escapes with it. I think it'll be close, but I think Tennessee will have a get a better game plan. And I think Vrabel is going to have something cooked up that uh, the world is going to take notice because everyone's been kind of sleeping on Tennessee for some reason. Everyone forgot they were in the playoffs. Let's be real, <laughs> right? So I don't know. I've got I've got a sneaky suspicion that Vrabel is just going to tell the world, hey. Remember us? I'm here. (laughs) I'm with you. I think Tennessee wins this game. I think the Bengals want to win this game. Joe Burrow needs to throw for at least 375, if not 400. And you want to know Mm -hmm. where the Titans' weakness is? Secondary. Mm -hmm. If you're going to beat the Bengals, you're going to beat them on the perimeter. Since he has great perimeter weapons, that's why I think this will be a high scoring. I think uh, once since he gets on the field, they'll be rearing, ready to go. Jamar Chase could have a big day. T. Higgins could have a big day. I think the Titans just suck. I, they're just life-sucking. That's what they are. They suck the life out of teams. They suck the life out of defenses. And I, I don't think the Cincy defense is good enough to counteract that yet. So I am going to take the Titans as well this weekend to move on to the divisional championship. 
on the NFC, one seed Packers take on the 49ers. This is going to be a heck of a football game. I'm excited for this game. Who do you have winning this game, Todd? See, Debo Samuel could have the game of his career. I hope he does. I really hope he does. And it still won't matter because Green Bay will win. Rodgers is the season he's been having. I, I didn't want to admit it. I'll admit it. I didn't want to admit it that he was probably the MVP candidate, the best MVP candidate. It's so cl- every time I do more digging on it, it's so clear he's the MVP this year. Regardless of his mix up with vaccination, I say mix up, that's a really nice way of putting it. But <laughs> even with his whole vaccine, unvaccinated thing, right? I don't know how that man doesn't get the MVP award. His efficiency is just on another level this year. And coming from a Vikings fan, okay. Green Bay always has these storybook type seasons. This falls right into that. One last ride. One last time from Rodgers to Devontae Adams. One last time Rodgers running onto the Lambo in the green and gold. It just makes too much sense. It really does. I hate like, it, but it does. I like here's something that I've had to explain to a lot of people. It's a little bit of a spoiler for just my take on Super Bowl. I think the Packers are going to win it. Do I, I wouldn't want surprise them? me one bit. Do I want them to? Of course not. <laughs> no. But <laughs> it again, it's just storybook. Like it, it, it it's written in the stars. It is. It, it's literally. It, it, <laughs> I'm not going to give. I'm not going to hand anyone titles. But I think, like, if we lived in that kind of world. It goes to Green Bay. Yeah. So I have Green Bay winning this game on their way to the Super Bowl. I have Green Bay winning this game as well. I think they do make it to the Super Bowl as well. Cameron and I made our our Super Bowl picks last week. But, yes, I am with you. I think Green Bay wins this game on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. I think that's about all I need to give. Hashtag analysis. Uh, Next game we have then the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think the Rams pull this out. I think that defense is playing. After what I saw against Arizona, I understand Arizona is underprepared. If you want to know how you beat Tom Brady, you get pressure on Tom Brady. If you want to know where Tampa Bay managed to get nicked up this past weekend, right in the middle of that offensive line. You want to know who wreaks havoc in the middle of that Rams defensive line? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Who? Man, by the name of Aaron Donald. Uh, Not to mention, you have Von Miller coming around on the outside now, too. I think this defense takes it up a notch. The only weapon Tom Brady has not named Rob Gronkowski is Mike Evans. Look, I think Mike Evans can have a fine day, but Brady was the least sacked quarterback in the league this year. He was sacked on the fewest percent of his dropbacks. 
you have to get pressure on him if you're going to win. And I think the frame defense with how nicked up that Tampa Bay offensive line is, I think they have a shot to do that. From there, Stafford just has to put on a show. He just can't throw three interceptions. I'm going to pick the Rams in this game. Mostly because I did in my Super Bowl bracket and I kind of have to. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams here. I'm going to explain. I'm going to talk my way into my pick. Go for it. How does Tom answer for such a um, in fuego defense in the Rams? You tell me. You get the ball out quick. Uh huh. Who can you get the ball out quick to? Oh, Mike Evans. Well, you can. Yeah, you can get out to Mike Evans quick. If Jalen Ramsey's not on him. Right. Can you get yeah, it to no, Gronk? Yeah, that's sure. it. Sure. <laughs> now, Leonard Fournette should be back. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. If he is out, book it, wrap it up, put a bow on top. Rams come away with this. Because that defense is just on another level right now. They obliterated Arizona. If Fournette is back, that adds a component to that offense that the Rams have to respect. I think what they showed against Arizona, they didn't respect their run game at all. At all. They have to respect it if Fournette's back. They do. If Fournette is back, Buccaneers win. And so with that... Let's check the injury report. I think Fournette was limited today in practice. I think. This is being recorded on Wednesday. It's currently 8.19 p.m. Central Time. Well, technically, he's still an injured reserve, so he should not be practicing at all. But but nobody will say anything. No one, no one follows the rules in the NFL. So. Nope. Let's see here. Tampa Bay. Coach Bruce Arian said Wednesday. That the that the Buccaneers continue to take a wait and see approach with Fournette. Uh, that doesn't sound good. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Give me the Rams. Yeah, I think they can put that defense after what I saw on Monday night. Oh, baby. That's well, and dangerous. I mean, you can't really go back to past games this in the regular season as a predictor for the playoffs. The Rams did beat the Buccaneers earlier this season. That's true. They did. This is very true. And that was when the offense for the Rams was otherworldly, right? Now that the offense has kind of come back down to earth a little bit. I don't know. I just, I don't know. This game is 50-50. Yeah, it's true. I I think this is the most 50-50 game we have on the slot. False. This this game is like forty nine fifty one in favor yep. of the Rams. Yep. This one's fifty fifty. This this might be the game of the year. Bills at the Chiefs. Does whoever win this go to the Super Bowl. Yes, I agree. So who do you have winning and advancing to the Super Bowl?
What kind of defense does Kansas City always run? You tell me. They always run man-to-man. That's true. You know what other offense likes to run man-to-man coverage? You tell me. The New England Patriots. Ooh. What just happened to New England? (laughs) Obliterated. (laughs) Obliterated. Now, I'm not going to go to the extent of saying that Buffalo will do the exact same thing to Kansas City. But what I will say is the way that Buffalo knocked off New England. They made up they may let up a few more points than usual. But that offense just trucked. They just kept going. That's what that that's what your offense needs to do against Kansas City. It cannot stop. It cannot take a three and out. It cannot take a punt. Nope. Bury them. You have to bury Kansas bury City them. if you're going to beat them. Now, the only way that Kansas City comes out on top for me is if Kansas City starts off super hot. Like we go into the second quarter and it's like 14, 17 to seven, right? Like that offense comes out firing on all cylinders. They have a pretty good shot. That's how it's always been with Kansas City. They come out hot. They have a great shot at winning. I think Buffalo just comes out hotter. That's it. So I take Buffalo over Kansas City. I I I, I disagree with nothing you said. I think Kansas City just wins, right? Like I, I think I think the same is true for both teams, right? Mm-hmm. The Kansas City is hitting their stride. They know when to peak. Part, I'm getting a little bit of like Tennessee Titans from 2020, uh, 2019, excuse me, from the Bills, right? Uh, Josh Allen is far superior to Ryan Tannehill, don't get me wrong. But like the one team that everyone's like, oh, you know what? This team's a real, like they're not a dark horse, but like are they actually like sneaky one of the best teams the division that has an actual chance to make the Super Bowl. I think the Bills have a little bit of that in them. I'm not going to compare them to the 2019 Titans because they're better than the 2019 Titans, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. The Chiefs know when to peak at the right time. They've been here before. I have them going to the Super Bowl, so I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them over the Bills, but I think this game is about as 50-50 as you can get. We'll see how our picks do next week. So far, my bracket's perfect. I picked all these teams correct so far. So Cameron did too. Cameron, Cameron and I both have picked a perfect bracket so far. So uh, not in spite of each other, but uh, we both had the same picks for somewhat of the same reasons. Anyways, that wraps up this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. Tyler, anything, uh, any final thoughts you have before we sign the people off? May I plead my case to Minnesota? Yep, go for it. You got 30 seconds. Raheem Morris is the guy, is the answer, okay? I know I'm not paid to be the GM. I know I'm not paid to make the decisions. But you know what? When I look at something and I just have a feeling that it's just going to work out, it typically works out. Take Justin Herbert. I said, you know what? I don't get why Justin Herbert's falling all the way down on this board. I get that Burrow's the number one guy. But Herbert is real is a really close to. 
falls to the Chargers as a third quarterback and look at him now. Okay. This will only be proved right if Green Bay wins the Super Bowl this year. Like I said, you just have that feeling that Green Bay is going to win it one last ride. Same thing with Raheem Morris to Minnesota. Feels right. It feels like that's the guy to take the next step with this team. That's my case. It's a great case. You just got to base it on gut. Sometimes you just got to base it on gut. <laughs> or <laughs> you, you can call it that. I will just say I base it solely on pride, but that's sure, it. Pride, <laughs> pride that's works it. too. Pride works too. We do our best not to be prideful, but you know what? Uh, I'll take it here. I'll take it. I'll take it here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows. Make sure to follow us on our social media, FF Fellows on Twitter, the FF Fellows on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellows, Facebook, YouTube, and the good old TikTok. We're still pumping out content there every single day. We have some great content coming up here. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the rookies. I think I'm going to try and talk Tyler into making his TikTok appearance with some of these rookies. Oh, what? This is breaking news to Tyler. What? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we we are excited for what we're coming out with over there. 25 point. We're knocking on the door 25.7. Let me check. Let me check where we're at right now. Oh boy, we oh are boy, at oh 25 point. We are six followers short of 25.7 thousand. Oh, so uh, I feel like that was the case last week with 25.5, I think it was. Whatever it was. Yeah. Moves <laughs> fall over there. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are looking forward to oh, – we got another great episode coming out soon this week. So I am looking forward to it. We will see you then. Two Stooges right now. Just being dudes. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.